Welcome back to Living Your Truth. I am Tavares. I hope you guys are all doing terrific, in fact. And let me first start by saying um, how much I appreciate the feedback I have received. I really appreciate it. Um, I have no expectations. And so you all who listen uh, get to, you know, witness this evolution um, of this process, you know, of this experience. And I hope that it's that. I truly do. I hope that, you know, people are able to follow along and it be more of an experience that people can look to for either help or encouragement, assistance, if you will. So I just wanted to say that, get that out there in front. Um, This episode, we're talking about survival. And because, you know, that's a part of living your truth. At least it has been for me. What do you know about survival? You're on the way to killing yourself and you're enjoying the ride. What do you know about that? I myself know a lot about that. I am the survivor of my lifetime. If you could count up all the details regarding my life, then, you know, let's just say it'd be a whole hell of a lot of things to really count through. Everyone has a backstory. So, you know, when I look at survival, I think about the things that we had to do growing up or the way that we had to eat. You know what I'm saying? My mom was a single mom, four kids. Um, I love her for that. I mean, her resilience, the strength, um, the guts that takes. And so if I were to change anything, that means I changed pretty much everything about my life. And can't say I have too many, I mean... Regrets, yeah. I mean, there's things that I wish had never happened. Of course, I think we all have that, right? Everyone has that. Um, But when you own it and you walk in your truth, then you can at least begin or be on the way to understanding it. Understanding some of your actions, why you took that action. And so when it comes to survival, the journey itself often is um, littered with all kinds of, you know, obstacles, things that get in your way. I know for me growing up, you know, I mean, we ate like beans and rice and we'd have it like five days straight. The only difference was the cornbread or not. That was it. I could laugh about that now, but growing up as a young kid, you know, our parents do all they can to shield us from hardship, right? They want us to always feel protected. So, excuse me. Ooh, just have some water, my bad. Excuse me, I digress. So, growing up, your parents look to protect you. Now, my mom, because she worked so much, three jobs at once and all that, it was, you know, survival. That's just what I grew up in. 
that's just what it was. That was the mindset. Um, I didn't really know too many kids that were living like I was. Um, but then again, I mean, shoot, who, you know, who, how much, how much am I really paying attention to all that at like 10 years old or 12 years old, right? You're hanging out with your friends, you're having fun. So with survival, I had to learn how to stretch a dollar real quick at a very young age. And you get into this mindset of survival and everything, at least for myself, was more or less about from point A to point B, no matter what it took. We moved over 37 times growing up. We moved a lot. So it was hard to, I mean, get comfortable. I had to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's just what it was. And I'm not just, you know, throwing this stuff out here like it's nothing. This is my truth. This is a part of who I am. A lot of you have known me for a very long time and never, ever, ever have heard these details. Someone out there just said, well, why is he doing this now? Because I choose to. You know, I think I said in the last episode, the first episode, that you have to be willing to go there. You have to be willing to go to the darkest parts of your thoughts, the corners of your mind, and prepare yourself to talk about your truth and expose that, that part of you. That's a very intimate part of you. Again, a lot of people refuse to go there. They don't want to feel that. They don't care to discuss it. They don't care to even hear someone else talking about it. So when it comes to surviving and surviving within my truth, I've had to do some things. I've done some things, you know. Not always the nicest of a person. You know, but I've had to get my hands dirty. You know, um, I know some guys who know some guys and, you know, you and look. Some of y'all out there, y'all know y'all done moved a couple of packs of weed and you know what I'm saying? So don't be acting all brand new. You know, I ain't the neighborhood pusher, but I'm just saying. When it came to having to make things happen, I was really good at not only stretching the dollar, but at multiplying them too. In a very short notice. So (laughs) I'll just leave that right there. The point is. Growing up. Even out here in, you know, the Bay Area, California, it was, uh, it's expensive out here. So, you know, even back then and being a young kid coming together and having to survive and having to understand what that meant and having my mother, having to watch her work three jobs. I thought she was just like super well. And I thought that was, I mean, we didn't know any better. My older sister would take care of us. There's four of us. I think Monique started taking care of us when she was like eight years old. So it was, you know, it was, um. Next man up type of a situation. We were all in that mindset. Like, I think everybody was in that survival mode. All me and my sisters, we all grew up with that. 
my sisters are all successful. I mean, they're like hustlers. I mean, they get after it, no doubt about it, you know. And I'm the baby boy, so, you know, there that is. Yeah, 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 I heard it before. Spoiled, yeah, 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 I don't know. I beg to differ sometimes, but I take the love. It's all good. It's not all that, you know what I'm saying? It's it's really more about being able to represent and represent my mother well. But with her always being gone, well, it was easy to get into shit. But I appreciate everything that she has done for us because she made it possible for us to be who we are today. One thing I love about my mother is that, and you guys can all agree with this when it comes to your moms, is that your mother has a way of making everything all right. Even when you have screwed up, she has a way of making things you know, she's not condoning them, but she has a way with making them all right so that you can, you know, think about what you did or didn't do. And, you know, you're able to get through it and, you know, sift through it. So. Watching. Us as a family having to stretch money. Yeah. It was tough. It was, uh, it was embarrassing at times. At least that's how I felt as a child at that time. Now looking back, you know, when I was a young father, I had to stretch my money for my kids. I was a dad at 19. My first was born in 1995. My beautiful daughter, Alira. And stuff was expensive then, too. <laughs> it was very expensive. So this is the other side of why survival and how it played a positive role. Because, yeah, nobody wants to grow up that way. No one wants to opt for that, right? But... There's something to be learned there. And so when it came time for me to be a father and when, hey, when my pockets was touching, you know what I'm saying? And money was thin. I knew how to stretch that money. I knew how to, you know, go to the grocery store and stretch the money so that we had some food up in the house. Um, and there were other things like government assistance, welfare, you know, other things that you can get onto. You know, when I was a kid, I think I was like 10 years old. I used to go into the uh, Safeway. I think it was Safeway. No, it was Knob Hill back then. Hey, I said I'm going to live my truth. Now, if I'm doing it, I'm talking about y'all. I already know what it is, right? So we keep it in one million right now. So, uh, Southside, I used to go over there to Knob Hill because we had food stamps. And um, I think even my friends, they didn't really know the difference. They just knew that I had this paper that I can go in the store and get, you know, food with, the candy with, or whatever with, right? But never once 
with those food stamps, was I ever really, I guess you can say, apprehensive about using them? Perhaps because I was a kid and I just wanted my candy, right? Right, perhaps. But when you're able to look at that as an adult and you look at your kids and you see them today, you and I, all y'all know, there's nothing you won't do for them. So even though I didn't care to be on like welfare and I didn't care for us to have government assistance, my mother did what was necessary. I love her for that. I love her for just knowing how to survive, having the guts, having the moxie. Like she got that stuff up in her DNA. She didn't fall. My father tried to kill her. He shot at her as she ran from the house to save all of us. And she came back and got us. I was young. I was like two or three years old. I know this because my sister told me. Not too long ago, actually. Now, we're talking about living your truth. I just want to make sure I remind you all of that. I'm sure people going to want to be judging me about this. I don't really care about that. Not at all. Because it's my truth. My truth can't even be contested. It can't even be argued with. That's the beautiful thing about walking in your truth. That's what makes it so nurturing, so free. You probably heard my voice at the beginning of this. It was a little shaky because I was going into the second episode and look, this stuff is inscripted. I'm just talking to y'all. If somebody happens to connect with what I'm saying along the way, Amen to that. I've done my part. I'm a vessel. Like, I'm a, I'm a portal. That's what I am. Some of y'all don't know it, but I'm also, I'm ordained as well. Yeah. Some of y'all just went like, what? <laughs> I am an ordained minister. Absolutely. We'll talk about that later. Um, surviving is a huge part of who I am. You can ask some people who know me. They'll tell you that. The kid's pretty resilient. Living my truth right now is allowing me to, to, to be here with you guys and talk about Surviving, growing up, food stamps, government assistance, and not just growing up as a child, I had to get that assistance even when I had my kids. 
their mothers may not appreciate me talking about it, but this is my truth. This part of it is my truth. So no disrespect. It's all love. I'm just letting it be 100 because that is the foundation of this right here, what we are all doing. Some of y'all trying to search and trying to figure out, damn, could I even do something like this? Could I really go there? There's nothing for me to be ashamed about anymore. See, I put that on myself. I would put that all on myself. It, it wasn't to say that I thought that people were always wondering, oh, what's Tavares doing? No, it was more, it was self-inflicted. It was me having a hard time processing the way I grew up, the fact that my father tried to kill my mother, the fact that she had to leave. She took me and my sisters and bounced to San Jose and never looked back. And truth be told, he didn't reach for me anyway. You know, so it is what it is, right? We'll talk about that later too. Um, so surviving came at a very early age. But I thank God that I got my mom, you know. Um, we'd all do anything for our kids to make it happen, to check that box. So I know many of y'all feel what I'm saying. I know you do. Um, had to be resilient moving that many times. Had to have thick skin moving that many times. I went to so many different schools I knew people from all over San Jose, all over the Bay Area, all over the place. And that's how that happened, by moving so much. Moving to the east side, moving to the south side, moving to the west side, moving to the north side. You know, all, every single part. And just being on the go like that, again... On the bus, taking the bus from the south side to the east side, taking the 70, the 68, the 74, the 22, going to Santa Clara. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all like, damn, he really shouting them out. Oh, yeah. Had to get around because I like to wiggle, baby. <laughs> I like to move. Me and my friends, we didn't have cars until much later. So, yeah, the bus, that was, that, that, that's what it was, you know. And I learned all that from my mother. She always kept a car. That's one thing I, I, her hustle was immaculate, still is. You know what I'm saying? Just her hustle was crazy. Three jobs at once. She would work at McDonald's and then at Bank of the West or no, Great Western Bank. And then um, Macy's. So hustling hard going very hard my friends wouldn't know the difference nobody really would know the difference I mean no kid runs around talking about that so <clears throat> it was normal for us my sisters they all have it they have the hustle in them every single one of them um, and I know it's because of the way that we grew up it wasn't stable, but how stable would you be raising four kids, trying to juggle three jobs, 
Let that sink in for a second before you decide to say something. Because that is the epitome of surviving right there. That picture I just painted for you. Yeah. My mother would have to split us up sometimes. I would stay with, like, with my Uncle Ricky. I go to his house over there off of White Road and what's that, Norwood? So I'd be over there. My sister would be with my mother up off of Cropley. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I get it. Back then, I didn't really get it so much. I was like, damn, why we gotta split up? And my mother wasn't the most warm and fuzzy type of a mom. My mom, you weren't leaning on her shoulder. You weren't going to her crying about, you know what I'm saying? Like anything really, because she didn't have time to even hear that shit. See, we didn't have the luxury of her being at home because she was always working. So it was my older sister, Monique, it was her job to make sure that we were bathed, homework was done, and um, that we were in bed by the time mom got home. All of us. And the kitchen had to be clean. No dishes in the sink, ever. My mom could ground you from a phone call, believe that. And if she had to come home and had to check that box, then that ass got tapped. Know that. Because how else are you going to try to maintain four kids and have them all be on point? Spare the rod, lose the child. That was the old school way of doing things. You can't pull that stuff today because somebody will take the phone out, take a picture, and your ass is on the way to jail. Real talk. So, however, that's what I grew up in. Your truth is different. It's all love here. So... And I know for Monique, that was hard, too. Remember, we're talking about survival here. You got four kids, a young mom. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about survival. So the survival touched on all four of us. So Monique's childhood mainly consisted of raising us. And that was the dynamic surviving is for us I mean shoot man we learned at a young age so it was just like a way of life like you didn't talk back you didn't question my mother um, you did it moving and I grew up the same you know I kind of a lot of that Definitely, I felt, was inside of me for a long time. And I felt like I had to always, you know, just prove myself over and over and over. But it wasn't really, I don't know, there was like a disconnect. And it wasn't really clicking for me. Being the new kid in school, I hated that feeling. I hated that feeling. Walking in, all eyes on you, and no, not like that. It was more like, 
you know, almost it's like everyone's looking at you, but you feel isolated. You feel just frozen. Because that process, I had to repeat that process. I mean, I had to leave schools in the middle of the school year because we had to move. And I just, I couldn't stand it. So, I learned how to just basically grow thick skin, be pretty much numb to it, um, and got comfortable with being uncomfortable. I got, I had to become okay with just going to new schools and meeting new people. It got easier. I met some cool people along the way. You know, I got very good friends. I've known for many, many, many years. And, you know, thank God for them because some of those cats I met early on, yeah, they really helped those hard times become easier to deal with. You know, I'm thankful for that part of my life. I'm thankful for the people that I came across in that part of my life, growing up in Southside San Jose. For the time I was living over there, you know. Um, James Lewis, that's my brother. Otis James, my other brother. A lot of y'all know him, some of y'all know him, some of y'all don't, but it's all good. Like I said, I'm living my truth. This is my truth, your truth is different. But make no mistake, I'm sharing a lot right now, but I really also hope that people are seeing themselves within the details that I'm sharing. Like, I hope that you're relating or I am being relatable because surviving, you know, the people in your life, they too help you survive. We all have friends like that, that have either bailed us out. We call them up at two in the morning. Hey, man. I can't drive, dog. You know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> so, um, we got to be thankful for them. For the people who help us on our journeys. As we are out here trying to survive and, and, and keep it together. I wasn't really good at holding down a job. I'm going to be 100, which I told you. I'm going to be 100. I can't believe I'm even saying this, but it's all up. I just, you know... I just really wasn't, I didn't really care to work for somebody. And that goes like way back. And that's maybe that's because of the survival mentality, right? The hustler, right? Trust me, when you're surviving, I believe that you become a natural hustler. Not, and remember, there are levels to hustling. So the way when I refer to hustling, I'm talking about just very hard work and going and getting after it. That's what I'm referring to, right? So... I definitely credit survival and us having to be in it for, at an early age for so long. I definitely credit that to my hustle for sure. Remember, y'all could look at it and be like, mm, I don't know about all that, but I'm showing you the other side. I'm, I'm, I'm showing you because of surviving at a young age. I was able 
to take that and turn it into great fuel for an incredible hustle. An incredible way of me getting at and doing things. That's pretty, that, that, that's pretty dope right there. If it wasn't for that, I'm not sure what I would be like today. I like the colors that I have. I like the flavor that I am. You know what I'm saying? I like, let me rephrase that. I love the man that I am. I love the human that I am. I love the flavor that I am. You know what I'm saying? I worked hard for that. That's all a process. The whole, all of it is a process. Remember, sometimes a process don't look like much of a process at all. Sometimes it look really effed up. Sometimes you want to just be like, throw your hands up, F it, and, you know, go do what you really want to do. But being able to look back and see that the struggle, the struggles, and the surviving and taking the bus and, you know, all that. Knowing how to take the bus at a young age, 12 years old, or learning how to cook by seven. Those qualities now have allowed me to become something that I simply love. And I'm not done yet. Like, I'm not done growing. So, and please, don't ever stop evolving. I'm going to say it again. Don't ever stop evolving. Always aspire to self-evolve. Always. Always. If you stop evolving, you might as well stop breathing. Okay? Now, there are people, and we all know people like this. There are people, you can leave them right where they are. Boom. Come back five years later, they're going to still be right where you left them. I'm not one of those people. And I ain't talking bad about those people. Because as far as I'm concerned, this world needs all kinds of people in it. I just hope that we have some more kinder human beings with the state of the world right now. I mean, there's a whole lot going on, but we can get into all that. So, all the surviving fed into a great hustle, which has afforded me to do a whole lot of really cool things in my life. So, when I look at whether it be creating or I look at the times I used to be just frustrated with my life and the way things were going... It was important that I do my best to look at myself, even though I didn't want to. See, that's also a part of surviving. Like, you got to call yourself out on your shit. We all have done it. We all have been there. We've all experienced that. And for me, it was really, look... When I was drinking and drugging, it was because I had access in the beginning. The partying, you're having fun, it is what it is, I had access. I allowed my hustle to get, a, you know, to get out of hand and money was coming fast it, and, and, and a lot. And so I just kind of put a twist on it to where I kind of, well, I mean you know, glamorized it. So, you know, it looked, you know, it didn't feel so bad. It was more like, this is what it is. We got this. I got money. Whoop, it's nothing. Yeah, you know. Mm. 
Yeah. Not okay. Not okay at all. See, I had forgot about having to survive. I had forgot. I was getting bread. And because of that, I wasn't really nice in the relationship that I was in at the time. Wasn't a nice guy at all because I thought I was all that. I really did. The money had me effed up. It really did. Now looking back, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Had me messed up. I completely forgot a lot of what my mother had taught me in this time span that I'm referring to. And it damn near destroyed me. It definitely destroyed relationships, that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, and my attitude toward, you know, disrespect or my attitude toward, um, simply put, if you wronged me, I was looking to get at you. That's just what it was. But I was able to do that. And I weaponized money, even in my last relationship. Real talk. Real talk. And that, it wasn't cool. Like, it wasn't cool. That was like, that was hella foul. Like, that was, you know. But I forgot where I came from. And I'm just, I'm being one million with y'all. I just, that's how messed up I was with the money. Because of growing up, surviving, never having had money, right? Now you get it. Now you get it. Yeah. Everything was nothing. I was blowing money on this, blowing money on that, doing blow. It was nothing. Drinking. It was nothing. When you grow up surviving and you come into money, you don't know how to act. When I was drinking, oh my goodness, I spent so much money. I wasted so much money. I mean, we were living in Arizona at the time. I'd go out and we'd go to a little rinky-dink bar down the way and I'd drop easy 1500 in a night. And that's between doing the blow and, doing the, and, and drinking. Yeah, I mean, just blowing money. One time I went down to Campbell, um, I forget that little burrito spot right there. Um, is it Guido's? I'm not sure. Something like that. Anyways, went there, hung out. Man, came home, <laughs> checked the ledger, 800 I had blacked out $800 on a Friday night. When you grow up surviving and you come into money... You don't know how to act. So that's why I'm sharing my story with y'all. Because there's some people out there right now doing some things, trying to round some corners. And they're not ready for what's coming their way. 
This is why it's important to live your truth. It's important to do your part in living your truth so that you could take your truth and hopefully share it with people and help them before they make those tragic mistakes. Remember, this is all about choices. I'm only able to talk about this now with y'all because like I said in, earlier on, I choose to. This stuff weighed me down for a long time. The way I grew up, you know, my mom being beat by my dad, that stuff. And it's still heavy. Like this is a process right now. Like, like this is a whole process. I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, I'm healed. That's not, nah, what, what's, what's that? What's that shit look like these days? I mean, somebody tell me. Because uh, last time I checked, I mean, just about every other person walking needs to be, needs some type of help or healing or assistance or something. And it's important to live in your truth so that you can make those clear decisions on your path to evolution. That's why I keep talking about living your truth. Some of us out here are trying to figure it out. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that because that's a part of the process. That's a part of growing up. That's a part of being, whether it be a teenager today or a young adult or, you know, middle age or whatever the case is. We are all going through a process. Life is on a rhythm, baby. We're all trying to find a vibration that we can ride to. Every single person out here is trying to find that. But you got to be right within yourself. The fact that I keep a lot more humility with me and I am a lot more patient with myself has afforded me the opportunities to not only be patient with others, but to sometimes allow the answer to come to me as opposed to forcing it. Remember, surviving, going to get it, the hustle. I want that like yesterday. The hustle, the surviving, it's a gift and a curse. It has had me make some very bad decisions. It has had me be very vengeful at times. It has had me make such a bad decision that, well, it ended up being a felony. Because my attitude was like, I want that yesterday. Like I said, if you wronged me, I was coming for you, especially when it was very clear that you wronged me. I wasn't good at turning the other cheek. I'm going to say it, <laughs> period. Just wasn't good at it. I still struggle with that. But living my truth allows me to not really have the urge or, the, or, or hold the grudge anymore. See, I got to make room for the better versions of me. Remember, I can't be, you know, doing, you know, taking my 20s into my 30s and taking my 30s into my 40s and so on. Can't be doing that, right? We talked about that in the last episode. Can't do that. But I was doing it. 
and I was getting in trouble. Surviving also gave me an attitude. Bad attitude. I'm not making any excuses for the way that I behaved over the years. Not at all. That was all a part of my process. Hot-headed. Slick with the tongue. Yeah. Wanting to check you. Mm-hmm. I didn't care how big you was. That never really bothered me at all. It just didn't. But that attitude. You know, that attitude. I lost many jobs because of my attitude. Straight up. I am not going to front. And I'm sure I came off entitled AF. <laughs> I'm sure I did. I'm positive. But you know, once you get tired of surviving, like, and you done worked hard and you done built yourself up, now you want what you're worth. And, well, Life doesn't just work like that. And so I think that's why I just wasn't really good at being an employee. I just wasn't. I wanted my own. Still want my own. I have some small businesses, but you know, you always, I myself have always wanted more. That's something I'm still working on even to this day because I need to be more, um, I'll say, I should be more appreciative with what I have as opposed to always wanting more. And that's a part of my person that I'm working hard on every single day. Remember, we're talking about living our truth. So I'm just, you know, like I said, I can't be talking this to y'all and hope that y'all going to reciprocate if I'm not being an example. How's that? So um, it's something that we all must work at. There's people out there right now and you know them. You know what they up to. And they ain't doing right. And the after part about that is is that there's always uh, what they call that? Collateral damage. Mm-hmm. Choices. I'm not saying go try to talk your friend out of something because that is their life. That is their truth. But for anyone who wants to come on the show, oh, please, we'll give you the floor. If you want to air something out, you could do it right here on the show. Hit us on an email. Livingyourtruthwithtavares at gmail.com. And that's for anybody to come on the show. If they want to air something. See, I want this to be a safe space and a place where people hopefully one day may want to just set themselves free. I think that'd be a pretty cool thing to happen on the show. Because I'm trying to really encourage folks to live their truth. Again, a lot of folks don't want to go there. They just, they rather die with that shit. Not knowing that it's probably killing them anyway. 
a lot of people got a lot of a lot of heavy hearts, got a lot of negative cargo on their back, and they try to come across like everything is all tits, and it's not. And they work extra hard at trying to keep themselves distracted. Some of y'all know them. Some of them, you know, they may use, I don't know, they may use comedy to kind of deflect or, you know, things like that. You know what I'm saying? Where they're trying to, you know, they're preoccupied and you want to be there for them, but they're just trying to stay busy. I hope the message is reaching them folks as well. I hope the message is also reaching the survivors out there. You know? I hope it's reaching the mothers and the fathers. I hope it's reaching the kids because a lot of kids right now are probably feeling alone. They're probably feeling confused with all that's going on. And I just want to make sure I pay attention to them and let them know that we see y'all. We see y'all. No doubt about it. We see y'all. So we really just want to make sure that at any given time, if anyone wants to come on the show, you absolutely can. And we will support you. We will give you the floor. We will just be soundboards. And we will support you in telling your truth. I hope that in me sharing tonight... You guys were all able to, I hope, connect. I hope. I really do. I shared quite a bit, but I really, I, I, don't, I love sharing. I think it's great. It's, it's therapeutic at, at, at times for me. I can say that. Um, it really helps me break through some, some walls that I've had for a very long time. So I thank you guys for that. I thank you guys for listening for that. That's important. That's special. Again, I don't take it for granted. I'm very thankful and grateful to be here in this space with you guys. You know, my mom called me yesterday. And my mom, like, she gets straight to the point. Like, she's not like, hey, honey, how you doing? I mean, every now and again, she is. But every now and again, she'll call. She'll be like, you know, she gets to the point. Or when I call her, she'll be like, what, Tavares? You know what I'm saying? And I know, it, you know, that's just, it, it, it's all love. I digress, but So anyways, she called me yesterday and she was like, um, doctor called me. Can you take me, you know, basically asking if I could take her to the uh, doctor on Monday, this next coming Monday. And I realized that she's getting much, she's, she's getting older. And it scares the shit out of me. <clears throat> my mom is my hero. Everything I am is because of her. There's no question about it. My dad didn't want anything to do with me. Still doesn't. And that is completely okay. My mother is the ultimate in my truth ultimate survivor she survived being abused and being shot at the hustle 
that she has shown me is something I've yet to see imitated. My mother is a real survivor in my story, in my truth. And I just want her to know how much I love her and how much I appreciate her. I thank her for working those three jobs. I thank her for getting up, even though she didn't want to, and going to work. I thank her for working at McDonald's. I thank her for that, real talk. I thank her for working at Macy's and Great Western Bank, Montgomery Wards. I thank her for instilling that type of quality in all of us, myself and my sisters. I hope my sisters understand. In fact, I know they do because when I look at them, they are all different versions of my mother. So I'm proud to take her to her doctor's appointment. I don't like the fact that she's getting older. I don't know, I don't even wanna think about a life where she's not there. I'm thankful for my sisters and all of my friends who helped me survive growing up. I appreciate y'all for giving me food and letting me have a seat at the dinner table with your family the Simons, the Jameses, the Lewises. I thank everyone who never made me feel poor. I thank everyone who never made me feel like I didn't belong. My truth is ugly, it's painful, it's beautiful, it's heavy, it's light, some tart, some, sometimes it's, it's confusing, but it's my truth. I thank my mother for showing us how to survive. I've been able to be blessed with two beautiful daughters, Alira and Callie Rose, an amazing grandson, Blue. What's up, baby? I look at my life and the choices I made along the way, and I made some bad choices along the way. But I'm thankful for my life. To anyone I ever hurt on the way to becoming the man I am today, I'm sorry. I'm living my truth right now. Y'all getting this raw, uncut. There is no edit. You know that because I keep talking. <laughs> but you're witnessing a process, you're witnessing an evolution of a human being. The show itself is a byproduct of what I am experiencing. I am on a journey and I know that. And I love it. 
for the first time in my life, I am free of all the shame that once held me down, broke me down, kept me down. There's no more of it. That's the beauty of walking in my truth. I get to be of service to everyone else. I'm not better than anybody. That's not what I'm saying. I just love myself the way I am. I make no apologies anymore. If it's love, then it's love, and I'm good with that. And if it's not, then I'm good with that too. I'm not going to let somebody stress me over something I can't control. So why should you? Let that go. Live your truth. Maybe you're not getting that promotion at work right now because you need to fix a couple things. Like I had to fix myself when I came into that money. See, I had to lose it because I never had it. Got to acting a donkey. And God took it away. So that was that. That's my truth. So I know I had to get right within myself. Some of y'all, please get right within yourself. Don't do it because I say to do it. Do it because you feel it. Because you know that you may be blocking your blessings. Do it for that. Don't do it for the promotion at work. Don't do it for the new car. Don't do it for the new chick. And chicks, don't do it for the dude. Do it because you want to be a better human being. Because you want to make that choice. And make it a good choice. Now look, some of us are still going to stumble on the way to, ever, to, to evolving into our best selves. That's okay. It's a part of the process. But get your ass up. And keep going. Remember, check your behavior. If you just kind of, then that's how life is going to deal you. And things going to be kind of, sort of, maybe, I don't know. As opposed to being for sure, precise. You don't want to get caught standing still. Aspire to evolve to be the best versions of yourself. And you will too survive your evolution. Remember, this is about living your truth. I hope through sharing, I've been able to help you, to encourage you, to empower you to also share your truth. Come on the show, reveal it if you want. We're here for you. It's all love over here. You will not be shaded. You will not be shamed. That is not the space or place. We don't do that here. It's all love here. I want to thank each and every person who tuned in. I don't care if it's just one person. I thank you. Remember, I have no expectations. I respect this platform that I have. And I hope you do too. 
Mom, I love you. You are my hero. To my friends, I love y'all. To my sisters, I love y'all. My kids, without them, there is no me. My wife, I love you, baby. I want to thank everybody who's listened. Thank you for letting me share. And thank you for being here with me tonight. You're witnessing something special. You really are. I am Tavares. This is Living Your Truth. And I will see you guys next Saturday. Have a successful and beautiful evening. Peace.